Vince. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What the Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. That's right. Go ahead, Carl. Warning. The What the Heck show is going to contain explicit content regarding the local 804 election. If you are offended, I apologize, but you have been advised. (laughs) Very nice disclaimer. Welcome to the What the Heck show on Union Power Radio. I want to say good afternoon to all the Teamsters out there of local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Um, we're going to have an excellent show here for you guys today. We have some new equipment. As you can see, everybody's got is on their laptop and their mics are on and I'm just learning how to use it. Thanks to Carl and Hector walking me through it because I'm like, who's that guy? That's Jamie Haynes. Jamie is host. There's my favorite guy named Jamie. That's right. So we got everybody here. We got the beast from Brush Avenue himself. We got the big bad wolf, Hector Fortis. We got Carl Morial. Yes, sir. And we got Jamie Holligan. Can, can y'all see my car? I don't know if y'all can see it. Nope. No. We can, no. Just, we can just see your handsome face. You can't even see you. Oh, there you go. All right. So, so today's uh, Sunday, November 28th, and uh, the ballots went out. The uh, the election ballots for Local 804 went out. As people uh, have been listening to the show for the last couple of weeks, a lot of it is... <laughs> based on our local 804 elections. And um, so the ballots went out on the 23rd or the 24th, I believe. And people started receiving them as early as yesterday, I think even the day before yesterday. Uh, and the ballots are already getting back from what I'm understanding, right, Hector? There's already- uh... It's unbelievable how fast it was because Wednesday uh, we had to go to the printing shop to secure the ballots, make sure the ballots were there and they were getting in. No one was tampering with them. Uh, me and uh, Vinny went up there, all the way up to Ron Konkuma, Bubblefuck, all the way up there and uh, exit. I don't know what the fuck. And anyway, um, when me and uh, Vinny arrived there, it was like ten minutes to. It was like ten minutes to two o'clock in the afternoon, which is two o'clock. They were gonna take it to the post office. So they told us we have to wait till the other party comes, for they can all be in the same page as seeing the ballots go into the van and go into the post office. And they didn't show up. The other, the other slate didn't show up. So they waited ten Are minutes. You yeah. So they waited ten minutes uh, longer. So it was two ten, 
They waited two, 10 minutes long to see if anybody shows up to, right. to, to secure the ballots. But the host, none of their slate showed up. Unbelievable, man. Mm-hmm. That's Welcome how much. That's how much. Yeah. Dean, Dean Dawes needs friends now. <laughs> he does. No, he doesn't. He's, he's always got friends. What's up, What's Dean? up, Dean? I actually got it to work. Can you hear me? Yep. We can yes, hear sir. You. Very good. I am on. This is on my new laptop. Oh. I am no longer grounded by the phone. There you go. So it took we- me a while to figure out the code to put in, but I got it. Very good. Couldn't be as bad as me. I had the same issues being with this computer trying to log in. He was pretty bad. So we was talking about the ballots being uh, sent out real quick. I mean, like I said, we were there Wednesday. We waited to 210. The other slate didn't show up. The van said, we got to go. We had to sign something that we were uh, two observers. Me and Vinny was the observer. We followed them. Listen, Vinny said, Vinny lied to me that at that moment because he says, listen, the post office right up the block. Bullshit. We we went past ten post offices before we got to the back. I kept following him. You know, I was like, "What the fuck?" We going further and further and further. Anyway, we got to the post office. Uh, the first thing they do is open up the van to make sure the ballot. It was thirty eight cartons at two hundred and ten each, which totaled of eight thousand and thirty eight ballots. That for the local eight hundred four. So once that happened, that procedure, he puts it on a car, he brings it into the to the post office, and then they start proceeding from there. They had to stamp it for that day. By the time we finished there, it was about four or five four about four o'clock that we left there. But still, the other slate didn't come and you know, they didn't give a fuck. So now does that there's no protest that could come up in the future because No, they, they were made, asked right? they were they were told to come also. They were told, you know, they have the right to go there and check on the... the. We can't touch the fucking ballots. And they um, were given the specific time and everything. They knew what time they had to be there. And they just two o'clock. did not show up. Two o'clock. Right. No one just showed up. I mean, we was in Suffolk. I mean, you know, the Secretary of Treasury could have ma- made it there. You know, somebody could have made it there. One now, person. When, when did they notify you of what date, to, what day to be there? Did you have plenty of time... The election supervisor, to... the election supervisor is the one who notifies all parties to okay. go there. So that's now, what we... if what would have happened if nobody showed up? Is that is that still okay? Yeah, they would still would have yeah. took it to the they, to the. They have to do it. They still, but somebody from each 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 slate supposed to be there. Or wants to be there to at least make sure everything yeah. is happening. Right. Somebody, somebody from each slate out. has the right to be there. Okay. Correct. You don't have to be there, but right. you should be there. Like, it's not mandatory that you're there, but if you, it, it'll be good if if you do go there. So. Now, did everybody in here get? I mean, I know Dean's on the other side of the country. But... I got my ballot. I mailed it out already. I got hey, it. Actually, I got, got it one. Fine. I got one. I voted. I mailed it in. Okay. <laughs> I voted. In. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. Did you vote EMS? <laughs> of course I did. All right. I, all, all the way from California, Dean Dawes. So, don't say that too loud. They'll uh, try no, to No, what's, what's funny is, you know, based upon the results of your guys' local from the national campaign, you know, there's going to be like 126 votes for the other side. So. <laughs> 121, 121. 121? Okay. 121. Yeah. 
Hey, it is what it is. I mean, you can't make everybody happen. I wish she was like, silent meeting. Um, that everybody just vote EMS. You know, that's what Token. I. Token. But that's, not, that's never gonna happen. Tolkien's asking what we're, what we're talking about. So, um, the ballots for the local 804 election went out, and both slates had the opportunity to show up at the post office to make sure that everything was done properly. Correct. And and uh, nobody from members first showed up. So, mm -mm. Uh, everything. So, so right, so right there it tells you. Members are first, really. They don't even care if the ballots were tampered with. You know, they don't even care. They didn't even care that they were, uh, you know, go to the printing shop to make sure the ballots are not being tampered with and get to the post office on time maybe, and everything. Maybe they're just trusting people. <laughs> I think that Wait. they're just going to use that as an excuse. They're going to be like, well, we weren't where the, the ballots were sent out. We didn't make it, so we don't know if anything was tampered with. Hey, Hector, where, where, where is the count being done? Is it being done at, a, at the hall? Or no, my house. it's not being done at the hall. It's being done at a, some hotel in Long Island that uh, the, the election supervisor rents out with the pay, the money that we give them, the $35,000 that we give them. They rent out a uh, you know two, two rooms in a hotel for their peoples could you know get the ballots. And all that transaction happens there. I don't know what hotel it is, so I can't really say. Now, how long? How long do you think this is? How long does this take? Because I don't remember from the, the last. Procedure, the procedure, the day of December twenty-first is when the ballots are counted. So what she does, she goes with uh, a party from EMS and a party from Members First, and they go to the post office. And in the post office, they have a lock room that the uh, master, the postmaster, opens up for them. And then what they do there, they have the bags there with key code, you know, locked up with uh, key numbered on the bags. And you're allowed to take pictures of the bags, depending how many bags we get from the votes. Three bags, four bags, five bags, whatever the case may be. So those things get locked up. So once they start moving into the car, the post people take it to the car. And then they put it into the election supervisor's trunk, which... You have to watch every move that they close the door. You follow it to the hotel. They open the, you got to be there to open up the, the, the trunk, put it on the hotel carts, and follow it all the way to the room that they rented. In that room, as they're taking off the tags, they're going to show you the number. This is the tag they're taking off. And then they, you know, it's the whole process. And then they put the, ba you know, the ballast in there and then, now, what happens if one of the slates plans to to meet this truck at an intersection, tip it over, switch the bags out? Are those codes <laughs> are those are those codes marked in any type of book? Are we gonna know that the that the, the locks on those bags are the right lock like what happens? Well, like I said, you take you take those pictures, you know, whoever goes there to see it, you take the pictures. And you, you match the locks. For every one they open up, you match the lock number to make gotcha. sure you have the right bag and the right, you know, whatever it is in there. And I, just, course, uh, I just tried uh, to get a reaction out of Dean, see if I can make him laugh about how far-fetched that would be. But, hey, listen, crazy things happen in this world, right? Our brother uh, Marlon Luden, who's watching on Facebook Live right now, says they never showed up when they were in office. You expect anything different? 
Jamie, shut up. I want our guest to speak. Yes, Dean. What were you saying? I was just going to say, uh, several years ago, uh, I think it was for the 2016 IBT election, there was an opposition slate that ran against, you know, the incumbents, our, our, our executive board, and they never showed up. They never, they never campaigned. They never wow. did anything. And there was, they weren't there at the ballot count that day. And it's like, what was upsetting about that? They weren't there. Sorry. I know we've talked. I know we've talked about the cost of elections and stuff, and that shouldn't be a reason for people not to run. But if you're going to throw your hat in the ring and run, then you need to make the effort to campaign. Make See it all the way through. It. Yes, you need to be there for things like Hector was at. You know, it, it just if you're going to do that, then step up to the play and play ball and, and be involved. Right. See it all the way across. Yeah. So that's that's I totally agree with you. Do that, so. Make a effort. Well they're out there now. They're hitting the gates, right? Cool. They, 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 they're hitting on Saturday gates. They're hitting on the twenty two fours and the preloaders, the part timers. This is why. Because everybody else knows who they are, where they've been. They've been in office. They didn't they do shit. And so everybody already knows who they are. The ones that don't know who they are is the 22 fours. But guess what? It's not enough 22 fours to win this election. You have to go to the members. You have to go to the members and tell them exactly what you could do better to this slate, to, I mean, to, the, to the local. You're not, you're not saying anything. All you're putting out is bullshit and fake fucking funk. And I don't know why you. What do you think that people are just gonna just drop what what's going what's goods going on in the in the local and just say? Well, no, the pro problem is they're doing more than that, Hector. They they put out that ten step program and they're sending it out and it's and it's basically a bunch of stuff that's already being done by by the executive board now, you know. And on top of not only being done by the executive board already, they're telling a whole bunch of extra lies about things that they have no power to change really, and that. When they were in office in three years ago, things that they said that they would do that they never did when they were in office. Right. So, you know, it's not that they're not, they're trying to say they're going to do things, but we already know them. For us that already know them, we know what it's about. But for those that don't know, you know, you like I was saying in the last show, if, if you don't know, you don't know. And if you're a new member and you just see these guys at the gates and they show you that paper, you're going to be like, oh my God, look at all this stuff. Maybe I will vote for these guys. And that's why we, that's where we come in. We have to make sure that we go out there and educate the membership. And I believe that we've been doing a pretty good job. Uh, we've had people in our buildings, Antoine Andrews himself, Jamie Haynes, you were there Saturday, um, hitting the gates on Saturday, trying to make sure you guys set the record straight. And it's also being done in other buildings where uh, a lot of members are showing up. I know the Maloney brothers are doing their things with the guys with the shop stewards in Suffolk, like uh, Chris Connolly and them. 
Um, you got um, also another, a lot of other members, uh, even just the members themselves that aren't shop stewards. You know, you got your Chris Coleman's, you got your uh, your Joe Doherty's, you got, you know, there's a lot of members out there. Carl Morial himself, Carl Morial also. You got a lot of members out there that's spreading the word, right, Hector? That they're, they're telling the truth. And, and that's what we got to do. Because again, Hector, if you're a new guy and you don't know, and you read that 10 points, you're going to be like, holy shit, this sounds amazing. You know what I mean? You, well, they have it's, all bullshit. it's all bullshit, Guess folks. What? Guess what? What's up, Austin Bill, new guys, 22-4. You put them on? Since day one, what the new, what the old slave was about. And guess what? They still know. So that's not going to work over here with the 22-4s. Well, good. That's got to work in every building, though. And I think that I think the the like Joe said in the in the Mixler, the uh, the current e board really has connected with some of the twenty two you know with a lot of the twenty two boys, you know explaining to them, you know w- where their position came from that it was an international thing and you know letting them know like we're you know you don't have many rights right now but we're working on it. There's nothing we can do at the current moment, but going forward, we're going to see what we can do. But but it's all you know, it's all out on Facebook what Danny Montavo was uh, going to do with the 22-4s. I mean, Bill Grove set it down in straight on his show when, when he came on the show. And he said, you know, those guys were going to be what, – what did he say, uh, Tony? <laughs> he said so much. I mean, where, where do we begin? Back on Hey. hey. Danny, said, Danny, Montavo, Danny Montavo was part of the negotiating committee that gave us the 22 fours. Exactly. That, that's that's exactly. right, Dean. And that's coming from somebody in California. From the West Coast. <laughs> from the West Coast. <laughs> but he was in the negotiations, and he wasn't a national. And the funny thing is that when we took office, EMS took office, he never told us about the PVDs or how they were going to come into the local. He only said it after when he was at a safety meeting down in 43rd Street. So, you know, it's a lot of shit they were hiding at him. He was hiding, you know, he, I guess he was too excited to get to take the seat from Eddie after backstabbing the shit out of him um, and uh, getting into that position for three months of uh, being the acting president of Local 804. Even in the three months, he fucked up because, like I said, and I keep saying this, guys, and you got to understand and let the 22-4s know this. And whoever's 22-4 is listening to the history of Local 804 and those guys that were there the three years and terrorized this whole fucking local. It just made it go to, to shits. Eddie Viata had a vote to elect Walter Kane to get out of the union of Local 804. And as soon as uh, Danny Montabo stabbed him in the back... And grabbed that seat. He hired Ken, uh, Walter Kane again against the membership uh, will. So this is what type of person that's running again, you know? Now, did, when you guys got your ballots, did you take a good look at them? Like, did you really look at it or did you just mark EMS and then send it off? Well, you, you could tell on the top because you have to put that on. You got a partial slate and then you got a full slate. Did you talking about that? No. Okay. Were you no, talk- I, I, what were you talking, talking about, about then? I'm talking about what I was talking to you about before, like when we were preparing for the show. Okay, you know, so you want me to put the the the, the thing no, up no, I, right now? I there it. you go. Here it. you go. So what are you trying to? You want to compare? You uh, want to compare Chris a, Williams versus Tom Murphy? It's Vice- not about comparing. It's just about seeing the names next to each other. Like, you know, 
I'll, I'll start with the secretary treasurer. We know how I feel about how uh, about how I feel about Vinny, so I'm going to skip right over that. Just the secretary treasurer, Tony Rasiglione. Now, Tony Rasiglione, I know from working in the Masters Building, and you know, I know I remember he was in the um, the Greenpoint Center as a driver. I was there for a short time before something happened, and I got sent back. But Tony Rasiglione has such experience with this um with the company number one such an experience in the job you know getting to know people from all over the place and you know he's got three years of of experience being our secretary treasurer and seeing his name next to ryan kelly i don't know it, it just it doesn't add up it's, to me. It's, it's not apples to apples i can tell you that yeah. right now you it know wasn't Ryan Kelly like a cold 26 guy all the time? He is. He's a Mr. Cold 20. I call him cold, Mr. Cold 26. Wow. So what he what he used to do is he when he was a shop steward down in Laurelton, he used to represent the member at the discipline in the morning. And then they, they used to, because it's so long, they used to send his route out. So instead but of him did. going to meet his route, he used to take a cold 26 to go home after representing the member. So represent the member, go home. Represent the member and go home. But even even if we forget about that and we just look at the two of them next to each other, and I'm not this type of guy to say, you know, if you've been with the company for two years, you're you don't you don't know what you're talking about. There are guys that that are more active with with three years than some guys with, with 30 years. So it's not about that, but just seeing pretty much seeing like look at them next to each other. You could tell that Tony's a veteran of this stuff. Tony's been doing this for a while. Ryan Kelly, he's got – does anybody know how much seniority Ryan Kelly has? Not more than me. Not more than you, I think, either. I don't think he has nine years on. I really don't know because we don't know much about them. And the whole slate, time. we don't know. I mean, do I don't even know how many years uh, Danny has or Murphy has. Well, we know about Murphy because Murphy sets it out all the time how many years Murphy, he has. Murphy's got close to 40 years. Okay. So I, 57. Get... 57 years. <laughs> that's not nice. Okay. So, uh, so <laughs> that's Murphy. So who's the other guys? I mean, listen, from the from I know, I know Gas because I had to interview when I was going to Rise Up with him. I know Medina. I know uh, Mr. Shithead, I call him now. Well, uh, shit, speaking of that, Hector, I didn't want to bring it up again, but apparently somebody else put, uh, 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 I don't know, I, it seemed like an illegal, well, I don't really want to get into it because I know there's probably a, a case or, or something going on, but um, there was something that you put to bed quite a while ago, and it was, you know, they had tried to mention that you had stole some money from a member. <laughs> yeah, I stole yeah. money. Wait, yeah. can we talk about? Wait, wait, wait. Are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> well, we're not. We're, well, it's we're being, not talking up. Right, go ahead. It's go being ahead. investigated. It's being investigated right now, and I can't talk details about exactly what is being investigated. But I can tell you that uh, the audio and uh, the thing that they put that the guy uh, Cyrus right. from uh, that's dying to be in the hall uh, put it out there. Uh, it's a recording between me and the person. Well, back four years ago, because it was four years ago. Okay. Uh, she wasn't. She wasn't the position that she's in now. She's like the head of Hancho of the credit union. Back then, she was just the regular person that that you deal with when you walk in. Um, 
but uh, she recorded a conversation that me and her had about a miscommunication with a a, a account number, which I if if they they if they were recording me then they should have recorded the conversation the phone before that because right. that's when I called in the union hall because I didn't know the routing number I didn't know the account number so they I called them and they gave me the routing number and and the account number and then now, I I asked them to repeat it twice. Because I wanted to make sure I had the right account number, and they repeated twice. And the and if they recorded that phone conversation, you would hear that they gave me the wrong account number. Now, so, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll let you so, go ahead. So, with that said, I paid three bills with that a Macy's bill. I forgot what other bill I paid. Sy- uh, Synchrony Bank. Synchrony Bank, whatever. I paid it online. Now, I don't know. I push money into that account, and I don't even know how much money I have in that account. So I paid those bills because I didn't have a check with me and I was away, I think. And so I called the credit union and they gave me that account. Now, that account number, they gave me a by one off number, one number off. It was somebody else's account, another member's account. So the money was coming out of his account. So the recording that you hear is her calling me, not disclosing or disclaiming that she was recording me for any educational purposes. Right, that... That was going to be my fir- my first question. And anytime you call a place and they record your phone call, they usually say, "Well, that's a financial institute." In reality, right. it's a financial institute. Being monitored and and, and recorded for quality and training purposes. That's correct, but none of that happened. So uh, even though it's a financial, they say they say, "Oh, she's allowed to record." No, she she's allowed to record. I, I'm I'm okay with. Right. Well, she has to have a, a disclosure that she's recording me. Like that's not even. That's show. not even the pissed off part. I'm out. I'm pissed off about. She could record me all the time because it really doesn't say anything. All she's telling me about what happened, how many uh, accounts that I I paid, and and she's gonna take the money back and blah blah blah. When and this funny thing is that they when they edit when I said when I caught when I told her the account number. If you see, they edit that. And then she and then she came back to me. She said, "No, you're off by one number." So obviously something went wrong with the numbers. I don't just fucking guess numbers and put it out there. Obvious, somebody gave me the wrong number by one digit. Now, and then when I said to her, "You know whose fault is it?" She goes, "It's your fault, my fault." If you if you listen to it, Hector, I don't mean to be like that. You can tell. That, that that was a set up phone call. Uh, I don't know if it was set up. I don't know if it was set up. The way she's speaking, it sounds like somebody else was around. I don't know. Just to me, when I'm listening to it, it <laughs> sounds like somebody you're, else you're, was you're around. You're being a conspiracy theorist, Jamie. Yeah. it's just a regular yeah. phone call, just to check. Exactly. To make and then the thing is, and then the thing is, the the most pissed off part about it is how it got leaked out. That's the most important part. I don't care she recorded me. I don't care these guys got it and put it in on Facebook, making it look like I'm the criminal, I'm a fucking thief, and whatever the case may be. They could, they could do all that. That don't bother me. What bothers me the most, that a, a, a credit union, a, a, a financial, financial institution, institution, leaked that shit out. That's what's, cra- That's what's the worst part about this whole well, thing. We're going to say so that means that we don't, we're going to say allegedly because we don't know how this information was obtained. Dude, we don't know. Are you? Are you? Hold on. Hold wait, on. wait. No, hold because on. Nothing. Case, it's no. It's no. It's, it's no. It's so wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. It's not allegedly. 
It fucking came out, stupid. Right, it came out, but you it, don't know if the credit union gave it to them. What do you mean? What do you mean? How do I know it didn't in credit? Now you're getting you now called. Now you're you getting me pissed there. off I just, because I just you always you think no, no, no. Because you always think because you always think the fucking like everybody's fucking uh, wrong and you're fucking right. Let me tell you, you're no. wrong. You let me tell you why. Because it is came from the credit union. No other place it came from. It came from now, the credit union. Now do you union. know? Did they give did it to anybody them, else? or did they steal it? Who you knows? Know. That's 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 under investigation right now, but which I don't know saying. about. They have to... That, that the credit union put it out. Are you fucking you retarded? Know. Can you listen you, to me? Listen to me for one second. Guys. Stop being retarded for one second. One fucking second. Okay? Where the hell you think it came from if it didn't come from the fucking credit union? From your, your sister's ass? Where it came from? It came from the credit union. It was leaked out to the credit union. Who did it and how they do it? I don't know because that's being investigated. But it, the thing is, the recording did come out from the credit union. Period. Yes. Can I speak now? Yeah. Go ahead now. Okay. I gave you the floor, so I expect the same thing in return. Okay. All I'm saying is that you don't know if somebody from the credit union sent it to Cyrus or if Cyrus was somehow, some way able to get into their system and get that recording. He ain't that, that's all I'm he saying. Ain't, no, no. We don't know if he's that smart. Are you, he's not. Right. Well, let's not no. talk about it any further because the case is under investigation. Thank you for clarifying, you. Hector. I'm sorry that something like that. <laughs> he he fucking makes it look like you know, like it didn't come from the. It came from the fucking credit union. You just have to who? be careful when you talk about who? shit with an open case. Who? That's all I'm trying to say. Listen, listen. I don't know who did it, what, how it did it, but it did come out of the credit union. Thank you. Okay. All right, so we got a couple people watching. Our brother from Florida, Robert Carlos Sanchez. Uh, Jamie got out the tin can, he says. Um, <laughs> and we got Christopher Coleman. Christopher Coleman, all the way from Suffolk. Was any of the other states out there when you guys and gals were educating the members? No, they usually go and show up when we're not around or when uh, EMS is at another. Uh, well, they've only been showing up on the weekend. On Saturday. No, that's not true either. No, they've been uh, they've been on other places besides the weekend. Uh, I walked out of work um, sometime not th not Thanksgiving week, the week before, and uh, I think it was a Thursday night. They um, members first was at the Nassau Gate. How many? By the time I got there, it was uh, it was. By the what do you mean? Wait, wait, wait! What do you mean by the time you got there? I got out of work. You think that the, the whole slate was there and then they all left because you were coming out? What? I don't, I don't get it. No, no. You asked me a question. I heard originally that there were three guys outside. By the time I got there at 8 o'clock, there was only uh, Mr. Murphy left. <laughs> so Joe Doherty says that the e-board has done a great job connecting with the 22 force. Thank you, Joe already. Doherty. Great job. Uh, but did you say Joe Doherty said it? Yes, I did. No, you, you don't pay attention when I speak. No, I don't pay attention because all you do is fight with Hector the whole time. Shut your mouth. Stop fighting, guys. He, no, he likes to. Right. He, yo, he he wants to be that guy. He that, wants guy. To be that guy. That guy. He's not that guy. Yeah, he's not that guy. He's that not about guy. that life. He's not he don't, about that life. He don't see the difference. I'm that guy about that life. Yeah, he wants to be. I you am. know, he wants to be the guy in between. The you know, the I am not says, in between anything. You're in between the crack on my ass right now. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> J-Dub says the big question is where are they getting their information from? You know what? That's a great question, J-Dubs. 
Who the hell knows? And this is me going back from MixLR and Facebook because we got two two uh, two chats going right now. We got the the chat room in the MixLR, and we also have people speaking on our Facebook Live page. So it's very interesting to see people commenting. Um, and Greg Kerwood says, <laughs> Greg Kerwood said they can't fake the funk. No, Greg Kerwood, they shouldn't be able to fake the funk, but they are trying. They are trying to hit these young members at the gates and trying to say that they have all these goals that were already implemented when Experience Matters first ran and Experience Matters original goals, which have a lot of them have already been met. And here we are three years later, and now they're trying to take those goals and make them their own, putting it on a piece of paper and, and trying to sell it to the, the new 22-4 members and the new part-time members who don't obviously know any better. But we're doing our best to get the word please, out Please, if anyone went to that meet and greet and paid $60, please, I won't drill you about the $60. As a matter of fact, if you, if you could come and talk about this meet and greet, if you were there, I will pay you the $60. You know what? I'm sure Alex Rodriguez was there, and I believe he's listening Who? right now. Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, oh, A-Rod, if A-Rod. A Rod, if you're on right now, I would He's love for you to get on, on and tell us a little bit about uh, your experience at the meet and greet. Fundraiser. At the fundraiser. What do you mean at fundraiser? The... It was it was What's described to me as a for? fundraiser. What 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 did Dean say? Dean, what did you say? say, Dean? I said that's what the sixty dollar was. Sixty dollars right. was. They were raising <laughs> funds. That Thank is crazy. Yeah, Carl wants to be politically correct. And it was sixty dollars to come. No, to, first I'm they said a meet. It, it was a meet and greet. When did it become a fundraiser? I don't know. I guess it was became the really? fundraiser after they saw that, you know, people ain't gonna go to meet them to pay sixty dollars to meet them. I mean, for me, if, if I was that guy, I would say you pay me sixty dollars to go meet and greet your ass. Our brother Christopher Coleman from Suffolk says Bill Keller was there. Do you have Bill Keller's number? Maybe we should call Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Can Killer. We, Bill Killer is, 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 is a good guy, bro. But he's he's just. I'm he sure always, he went over there. He's the type of guy that a, a bookie will love him because he likes the underdog. He always picks the underdog. Every um, every slate that he picked was the underdog, and they always lost. Well, they're definitely the underdog in this. In this, but I mean. You're a union man. You want your union to be better. I don't. I mean, if the underdog is a group of guys that you think actually can better the union, is one thing. But we're talking about a group of gentlemen that I don't believe are ready to handle the uh, the, the the job at hand. Um, I mean, in my opinion, um, they haven't talked anything about what they are going to do. That's the whole shit. They haven't dude, said what, anything. Do you have I the phone wanted. line hooks up? Do you have the phone lines hooked up? No, I don't. Can you try? Can you do that? Because I'm going to see if I can have Bill Keller call the show. Why can't he just get on Zoom? It'll be easier. Um, Why don't you just send um, him? Oh, uh, he's Chris, out. Coleman, I'm going to send you the uh, the Zoom link. See if Keller can join on Zoom. Hold on. I'm going to send, actually, Bill Keller the Zoom link. Yeah, let them get on Zoom. Because uh, for me to hook up the whole phone thing is, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, listen, it's going well right now. I really don't want anything to go wrong. Hey, hey. Kudos. Kudos, Hector. It, it took us a little while. Dean. A long time. Yeah, good job. Seriously, it's running great. Mm -hmm. oh, it really took see. us a long time. But what I'm you, just, uh, I'm you, just curious to know what they talked about. 
I wasn't available to go that weekend, and I, I wasn't sure. It's all negative, all negative. I wasn't sure if they were taking $60 at the door because I honestly didn't have $60 to, to spend at the door. I, I don't think that's what it was, but who knows? I wasn't there. Um, but I'm curious to hear what what uh, what they had to say. Were they sticking to were they sticking to the script that they have on their website and everything, or were they taking questions? You know, how did it? I'm curious to know how it went. Hmm. Someone just texted me if um if I want Keller's number. I already have Keller's number. <laughs> well, I just texted them the Zoom link. Uh, Chris Coleman, if you'd be so kind to give him a call, let him know I sent them the link, and we'd be willing to hear what he learned over at the uh, members first, uh, what do, what are we calling it? Fundraiser. fundraiser. They're so, calling it a fundraiser. Okay. So, I mean, if you can tell us uh, who showed up and well, we don't have to know who showed up, how many people would, we'd like a number about how many people showed up would be nice. And listen, I, I, would, I, I don't know, bit. you know, killer could be, could be lying and saying that 150 people showed up, 121 people showed up. Who knows? You know <laughs> what? Okay, so so we did it for the uh, IBT election. I want to do it for the local election, and because I want Tony to owe me ten dollars. How many people do we think are voting in 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 our local election? Well, we had. Over I have the numbers already. Twenty nine hundred. Yeah, yeah really? I do have from the last election. How many? Right, okay. How many full timers and how many part timers voted? Really? Yes. We have the separation of full-time and part-time? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, like I have it. That. I have Yeah, it. I'd like to hear that. He doesn't have to share it. No, I can't. No, no. Um, you well, can't, You can't share it? No. Uh, the oh. the part-timers need to vote. Okay, that's enough said. Mm -hmm. Part-timers need to really... We need to work on part-timers. Uh, well, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't want to say I can't... I'm not... Not that I'm sticking up for people that don't vote. It's just that they've had a pretty shitty couple of years... Oh, a fuck a couple of years. They've had a pretty shitty couple of decades. And, you know, you really can't blame them for not voting when they feel they're not really a part of something, especially when full-timers are getting all these, uh, you know, the amount of money full-timers make in comparison, the amount of benefits, the, the pension credit, obviously, because they're full-time. And on top of that, uh, you know, now they're, they're also taking away, like, the double-time work from the part-timers, which isn't right, when you got a full-timer out there making 40 bucks an hour or close to it, and he's getting double-time to work a holiday, and here comes a part-time only making 15 bucks, and they won't even offer the double-time. You know, I, I think that's pretty sad. So, you know, if, if we could work on starting to get the contract uh, when it's time for negotiations, thank God we do have Oz in there. Focus thank God. on the part-timers. Thank God, yes. Thank God Local 804 now is hopefully Experience Matters, you know, gets in there. They'll be, and, and Vinny's a trustee on the on the uh, Oslate. So hopefully now, when it comes down to negotiations in 2023, we could really work on getting some part-time stuff, you know, just longer breaks, you know, maybe uh, the pension beefed up a little bit. Put them in our medical, get them more time, get them more uh, money per hour. Yeah, definitely more money per hour. That's the, 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 question, the, question, the question is, when they were in office three years ago, uh, the strong, you know, Montabo and Murphy, why they didn't do anything to improve the medical, the co-pay, anything? They didn't do anything. And all of a sudden, they're telling the new guys now, Elect me, and I'll get into. I'll get you better medical. I mean, we, we went from a twenty dollar copay to a ten dollar copay. 
We have we went from a two two dental implants to four dental implants. We went into light laser uh, vision. Uh, now that you could get your your eyes lasered. Uh, but okay, so my and I'm I'm not shooting anybody. Bail. I don't. Here we know. go. In between. That's what I'm going to call you for now on. In between. Call you the cream uh, and the Oreo cookie. Mm-hmm. You just want to you just want to see me cream. Uh, how long has the money been in there or how long has the fund been healthy enough to, Im- to make these improvements? Because it's new. You can't do anything without new money. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so we could flip it and say, it took you guys, although you guys did do it, it took you guys two years into your term to do it. Yeah. But because you guys we had, couldn't do it because, because there we had wasn't enough money because it was never in the green. It just got into the green, okay? The health and welfare. The health and welfare. I mean, that was the pension. I'm sorry. So the money was coming in. Right. And instead of Vinny saying, just let it pile up and be at a, at a plus, he said, let's do something with it. Let's get better medical for the membership. Okay. And that's when the co-payment went from uh, $20 to $10. And then right. right after that followed the implants. Which and was that two. was ba- now was this all this was based off of a plan that Tim Sylvester put in ten years ago, or was this the plan that you well, guys have been working on since you've been in office? No, no. I don't know about Tim Sylvester's plan. I never knew about it, but they was telling me that he he planned it a ten year thing and right. to get to the green. So his that the ten year expired when Strong was in office. So it, okay. it went into us, and we so got Tim's it. Ten, Tim's ten-year plan, Strong should have been able to carry out had they That's correct. managed the had they managed the funds properly. That's they correct. would have been able to do it. Okay. That's correct. But okay. it, it came into it. it came into us, and then we it went up to the to the green point. So it's obvious that the the trustees and the, all the people that Vinny has in place to handle the money handled the money a little bit better than the trustees that Strong had in place to handle the money. Well, you know, with all the money, you know, a lot of money is being invested. So you got to okay. have the right people investing that money, that a big amount of money for the membership. You can have an, an investor firm that could just bankrupt the whole fucking local. Okay. You know, but if you're on top of it and they investing in the right way and they have the quarterly meetings and making sure that the money is growing, not falling... Um, that's when you get the, the, the right, the right amount of money into that, uh, health fund. And that health fund is that on a plus it's millions and millions of dollars on, uh, on surplus. So is it safe to say that EMS is not using the same firm to manage the money that strong or even Tim Sylvester used? I think more Tim Sylvester's. The firm you guys that, are using yeah, the same firm because remember when Strong went into office, they wanted to just discard everything from Tim. So okay. whoever he was dealing with, he just they they they, they didn't use whoever he was dealing with. Right, that is sheer principle. Right. So okay, that's I mean, and and plus you know the lawsuit, the lawsuit we had that cost us money. Too, that right? cost us one hundred and ninety thousand dollars on the lawsuit from the girls' uh, mistreatment and harassment in in that office. You know, now, so um, now now we 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 brung that money back up for the education for anything that the the union or members need. 
We went from, I think it was, they left us with $200,000 after the lawsuit and everything. And okay. now we're up in the millions. We're like $1.6 in, in, in. Now, that lawsuit that came from the girls in the hall, did that fall under their their budget or was that under your guys budget it came on the well it, it came under the the members budget actually so we have well, reserved money well, that EMS had to deal with it right i'm sorry y'all had to deal with the lawsuit so we had to deal with it because right? well if they would have stood in office they would have sued for more than what they got they okay. settled wow. they settled because they were out of office and we were in office they settled for that but they oh, would have. Wow. It was a lot more. The lawsuit was a lot more. It was in the in the millions. Okay, I don't even know what they settled for, nor do I need to know. But... Real, real quick, some corrections because we're getting some text here. Uh, first of all, somebody wants you guys to know that the health and welfare, the, the health and welfare has nothing to do with the Sylvester plan. Um, they got the national dental the first year they were in office, uh, and they never had implants till they did it. Till the executive board did it, and the health and welfare had 88 million when the other members were in office, members first or strong, whatever you want to call them, and they did. Uh, they had plenty of room for improvements and did absolutely nothing. So, just some quick information there. No, the wonder who uh, said that to you. Tim Sylvester's ten-year plan. Minds want to know. Tim Sylvester. Tim Sylvester's 10-year plan uh, was just for the pension, being in the green zone. Right? Um, they want to know what Dean Dawes is going to do when he finishes that crossword puzzle. Dean, would you like to answer that? Somebody said that, actually. I'm, I'm looking up numbers. Uh, which numbers are you looking up, Dean? Please. I'm just comparing uh, how many members you guys had in 2018 to now. You've, you've increased about 800 members in three years. Wow. Thank Dean, you, you're, Dean. Dean, you're officially on the show as our stats guy, okay? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm trying to find... Um, Vinny made a comment about how many people voted, um, but I can't find the actual numbers. I can comment on them if I can... Well, I remember from being at the count, we had over 2,900-something ballots come in, but only about 2,816 or 2,817 were actually eligible. And out of the 2817 or 2816, I think it was 2816. Uh, what number? You, what number you looking for, Dean? 121. How many voted three years ago? Okay, three, three years, years ago. Uh, I'm gonna get that for you in a few. Just keep talking. Speaking of eligibility, um, how come Ian put it in a local in a local election? Oh, yeah, I, I wasn't. Think they didn't put it in a in a Facebook well, poll. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was three. It was. 2,974. Total voted? That total voted. 2401 was full-time. But now, what about the percentage of full... So we don't know the percentage of full-timers as opposed to the percentage of part-timers because we don't have as many part-timers in, in the local as we do full-timers, correct? Actually, it's more part-timers than part and full-timers. Really? Yeah. So the we we have yeah, a higher guys, percentage of part timers in our local than full timers. Could I don't you know? <laughs> I don't know. You guys uh, have gotten pretty good percentages because that was over forty percent then that voted in two thousand eight. I'm just a fucking BA. Experience matters. Um, but 
of of the locals, there was only one Teamster local that had a higher turnout. I saw that. Local 804. Oh, yeah, it was another local from New York, and they went they went to Burma, but they had uh, 1,900 members in their local. You guys, 804 was the only local, so you can say it over 2,000 members that, of of all the uh, locals with 2,000 members or more, you guys had the, the highest, highest percentage. Yeah, yeah the 35% percent turnout on the international. That it, it, was shocking, it was shocking to see a lot of people, a lot of members from joint. Council 16 were going for Bayerma. I was shocked. From New York, well, from out an hour away. Wow. Mm -hmm. that, well, that was that was Bernadette's uh, local. She was running with the with that slate. The crazy part was local 237, which is he's running with the odd slate and he has over 20,000 right. members. And are they anybody voted? Huh? Hardly anybody voted on that one, right? No, no, like a lot of people didn't vote from that local That's out of twenty. Saying, hardly anybody. But voted. they said they they yeah. public sector, so I mean, I don't know what yeah, that means. Only, yeah. That you know, because they public sector, that mean they are not allowed to vote or they don't vote. I don't, I don't get it. No, Hector, they don't know, and I know a lot of them that works for NYCHA and works for safety school officers and for the um traffic agent. They don't even know there was. They didn't even know there was an election. Me speaking to them was what's making them. Oh, swear! There's an election. Oh, so this is a ballot. They don't even know. Hey, and it's sad. Two thirty-seven is sad, man. It if is. We go to them right now. They they won't even know what happened. Well, I was supposed to have someone calling in from uh, six two three. Uh, they wanted to talk about uh, Oz and. Viagra slate. Uh, Fuck the election. lights went out at the meeting. Remember that? Yeah, remember that when the lights went <laughs> out. <laughs> now your Christmas lights hey, look even better. Wait, hey, just to get to what Jamie was saying, uh, your joint council is sixteen, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay, so joint council sixteen has twenty-five locals. Out of that joint council, you had sixty-eight hundred votes. I'm I'm rounding off here. Sixty-eight hundred votes for O'Brien. Fifty-five hundred votes for Verma. 13.4% turnout with 55%, 56% going to O'Brien out of 91,000 members in your... So the Joint Council did go to O'Brien, but it wasn't a runaway. It wasn't by, it was by a close margin. Yeah. Okay. I, I was just thinking that being from up north, you would have thought that they wouldn't have been supporting Bioma that much, but it, it shocked me. I, I was shocked. Wow. I, still, I still can't believe that finally... We have some. Finally, Hoffa is gone, and and this is like it's oh, haven't it haven't it haven't re, reality haven't struck me yet that you know Sean O'Brien is now the international president of the Teamsters. It's still having, you know, because I talked to him. I mean, the whole time I was there at the county, it was like you talk. You know, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Tony. I'm talking to Dean. It's yeah, the same just thing. A guy. You know, he's just that guy that you can talk to and he doesn't care if he's the president of the, the IBT. You know, it just, it's just shocking that we got Hoffa out of there once and for fucking all, man. I'm, I'm, I just hope for the, for the future that it's better. And everyone's looking at him. I mean, he's got to do that 22-4 language. Well, got to get the hell out of there. I mean, is he going to really take that 22-4 language out? Yeah, they put that up uh, 
yesterday or Friday, I can't remember, they put it up that the, uh, the transition's not going as smoothly as they would like. Shocker. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not a surprise there. Yeah, it's not going to be one of those... Here's Wait, Dean, what do you mean it's not going as smoothly as they like? What do you... What? Here's the keys. That's it? That, that, that knob right not, there is kind of funny. Yeah, Hoffa's not being very uh, nice. Well, that would mean Hoffa's at the office, I guess. I don't know. But he probably don't maybe even... Maybe that's what's so hard. He's still not he's showing up for He's work probably going to send somebody to clean his office out anyway because he haven't been there. It's probably dust in that office. Got to get the cobwebs out. I don't know. But, you but, know, Tony, but who expected... Who expected them to have a smooth transaction with the Hoffa slate? They are they are butthurt right now. And they've been in office for like over 20-something years. You, it's not something you... You know, it's different if it was something that was turned over every three or five you know, years every time that somebody else takes over. But this, you're talking about somebody who's been in power for over 23 years, it right? Was, 23 at least? How much dust do you think can accumulate in 23 years of not using a room? It's got to be like that No, no, let's right? go to your house. <laughs> I clean, and I haven't even been here 23 years, asshole. <laughs> oh my God, hey, I'd rather, I'd rather be the asshole than the whole ass, all right, motherfucker? Oh, you're the whole ass. You're the whole hell. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, but uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony, come on. We got to get a, because you already owe me five. Let's do double or nothing. Double or nothing. Was there a membership meeting for you guys this morning? No. 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 Oh, okay. What was the test you did earlier, Hector? The what? The test. I was just to see if all this was working, D. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? Oh, you well, we, mean... So we did a test. Live. So you I woke oh, up, what, what, woke you up see? got a cup of coffee, you know, and, and then, oh, crap, it's just Hector talking. And I had to go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you lost a friend from this election, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No comment. No comment, <laughs> Dean. No comment. <laughs> well, you know, it what is do you what think, it is. Tom? What's the over under? Well, I'm gonna go. Listen, I, I want 121 people in our no, 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 voted for for no, no. We're not talking about Paramount. individual slates. Let's let's not go there yet. Let's talk about the overall turnout of the election. Ah, okay, overall turnout. Out of 8,000 and whatever members we have, what do we have? 8,000. Uh, 8,032 Hector. You said went out. Mm -hmm. 8,032. What do you think? 8,038. Now, 38, 38 of the ballots were, uh, they were saying that the, they had no address or apartment number on it or whatever the case, but they still have to send it out. But, uh, All right, so let's just say 8,000. I'm going to say 2,700 because a lot of people went out on comp recently. 2,700 votes total? Yeah. Jamie's setting the bar at 27. Are we? Are you going over or under 27? Tony? I'm going over. I'm going to go with 3,000. I'm going to say at least 3,100. Give me 3,100. 3,100? 3, yes, because I'm an optimist. Yes. 3,100 what? Votes. 31 no, no, no. Is votes. that 3,100 ballots that voted? Yes. Total votes. Total no, I, votes I think total votes think. coming back. Forget about that. What about how many... Uh, management first slate is going to get. No, we're not there yet. Let's talk about how many votes are going to come in well, first. Well, you got three things. You got ballot return. You got valid votes. 
Right. E-A-L-I-D-S, valid votes. And then you got the breakdown. Who right. votes for EMS and who votes for Montalvo? So I think we're going to get about 3,000 votes back and only maybe 2,800 going to go through. 2,800 goes to who? Goes through. Goes so through, through to actually... Valid. Oh, yeah, so they have to get, you know, if, see if they are uh, eligible to run because that's the system. That's how they got to go. Right. Through. So I think I think it's going to be uh, a division of 2,800 votes total. And then, you know, the percentages will go with it wherever they go. Okay. I don't know. I, I see 3,000 voting back, maybe 2,900. Are voting and are going to go through an eligible and i see that uh i mean we need to get the po the part-timers involved like heavily and you gotta this. give them something man you gotta know. tell them why they should be involved you can't just what do you, you mean know, they you know I, they got to sh i just hope that the ibt takes away that fucking team care and have the the, the part-times under our medical um i mean I just don't. Right. I, I don't like that Good. team care for for the part timers. You know, a lot of a lot of part timers they took those part time jobs because they were going to school and and they were doing it for the medical and this team care shit. You know, some of them like it. I, I mean, some of them like it, but I think you know, putting them under our medical. I mean, it's better. You Can know, for the part timer. Of course, we could. We could afford okay. it. But uh, you know, and then the twenty-two-four language, the twenty-two-four language, got to get the fuck out of here. But, but that's national you know, stuff. So let's not I, talk I know about that's national, yet. but I'm saying that O'Brien has the power to get rid of that team right. care and has the power to get rid of the twenty-two-four. But I, I'm, I, it's gonna be hard. And, I, I don't, I don't. And the PVDs and the outside contractors too. It's gonna right. be, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's going to be tough to just throw this shit at the company and the company's going to want something back from uh, from whatever they're going to be offering. We uh, we just got to get ready. I mean, when I say get ready, guys, start, I mean, even, start getting ready and, and saving up 25 to 50 bucks a week aside and and because we you know this guy Sean O'Brien is not not playing games with this company and the company knows that shit. So, you know, it, it might come down to, you know, a strike, you know, it might come down to that. Well, the strike fund is healthy, so I don't know what Yeah, but means. the strike fund is healthy, but how long can you, you know. How long can that last? See, the, this is the problem. This is, this is the biggest problem that I have. Because mm -hmm. when Hoffa and them were there, they were always bragging how many millions of dollars they have in the, in the, in the fund to strike, right? Oh, we have five hundred dollars, five hundred million, whatever it is they had in there. And and the company hears that. The company hears that. And they say, okay, how long we could hold out until they become broke and not paying the members this shit. You know? So you, you can't right, put that information out there. Forget about that though. That's to me, that's telling the company, hey, listen, we can go out for we can go out for a little bit, even if it's a week. Do you think that the corporate people, the people who sit in Atlanta, the stockholders, all 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 the people that own stocks in this company, you think that they're gonna want? You think court? You know? You think the government's gonna let us go out for that long? Hell you no. You own stock, right, Carl? You own stock, right? A little bit, yeah. 
Well, well, Dean, Dean Doors was uh, shaking his head when I was saying, what, what are you shaking your head for, Dean? Uh, okay, of those here, who was who was at the 97 strikes? I, I was nine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Really? Nine, I was yeah, 17. Nine. We, got, we, got, we got one check. You were not 17, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that means we got we got one check for fifty five dollars. Yeah, I remember for, we got one I check. Was, I was out of work for two and a half weeks minimum. I, I I think I went back on the Thursday of the third week. I missed thirteen days of work. We got one check for fifty five dollars. We did not stay on the picket line because we had financial. Um, help from the union. We stayed on the picket line because it was the right thing to do. Right. That's right. But also, Dean, it was it wasn't a lot of competition back then. Now you have no, a whole bunch of delivery companies now. So is that in, is that's not good like in our favor now because everybody's delivering. So now companies can just jump ship and go somewhere else. And who knows? They might not even come back. Like in, in a day. Everybody's maxed out. That's why there's all those delivery companies. FedEx, FedEx hated the fact that we went on strike. Back, I don't even know if they were called FedEx, and I think they were still called RPS back then. So, but, but, are you Dean, How long have you been with the company? Since '87, 35 okay. years, almost 35 30, years. 35 years. But it, 35 years with the company, you have to real, you have to say that. The strike in '97 wouldn't cripple the country nearly as much as a strike in 2021, and I'm sure back in '97 it did its damage. But if if you if I'm sorry, if the Teamsters were to go on strike in 2021 with all the stuff that we move in the package division, I'm sorry, this country is going to make us go back to work. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, they tried back then in '97, also, right, Dean? I remember Bill Clinton was trying to, uh, uh, trying to get them to come to the table, and and what did well, our Carey say? Yeah, that was part of. Yeah, that was part of what happened. And I don't know if you guys know who Ron Carey is. Yes, uh, of course we of what do. Happened and how they were uh -huh. able to attack Ron Carey was because of the shenanigans that went on with the Democratic Party with uh, some people from Ron Carey's camp, which. Was not Ron Carey, so I don't think he had anything to do with it. And, and nobody can pick up the slack. If if we go on strike, nobody's picking up the slack. I and think Tom, that's what were we moving in '97? Man, we were moving up everything like we are today, except not as yeah. much. Obviously, the today would be a, a different thing because with the pandemic and everything, and everybody really depending on us to get a lot but of things, just, especially just, a lot of the essential that's just the items way that I am. I and everything mean, uh, that happened because of the pandemic just, just, and all the new customers the way, we have now because of the pandemic. But, that's just, just, but again, that's just Amazon the way that I, was also but not that's as just, strong as it is now. So, you they know. Also weren't a, they weren't a thing back then. But the, 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 type of, the, the type of service that you get from Amazon is not nearly the type of service that you get from, from somebody in our company. Well, the right. professionalism... The, Everything, everything that we, that we everything. did. The other so, companies will try, but they well, won't. Well, it, it'll well, be a well, it'll well, destroy well. the other buildings. All the other buildings, because we shut down, will be destroyed. Amazon, FedEx, all of them. You know how we felt a couple of Christmases ago? You remember how we got hammered that one Christmas where it was just like, we just, 
couldn't handle it. It was just ridiculous. That's what's going to happen to them. And it's going to be on a worse scale because we do have a large, large amount of packages that come through our system. Not just Amazon, man. I think Amazon's only about maybe 16, 18% of the, the work we do. We have so many other uh, uh, businesses that people rely on us. A lot of other businesses that use our, our business. So... But Rosario, it wasn't that we couldn't handle it. It's it's the management fault because oh, they yeah. don't know how to they, they don't know how to use it. They don't know how to schedule properly, you know, and they don't know how to get the work out properly. They messed that up. It wasn't it wasn't the workers. We could handle it. It was coming. We were getting rid of it. Listen. But they were doing messed up stuff. In That's nineteen not helpful. in nineteen ninety seven, did we have the um? Did we have the supply? Did we have the contracts with the medical companies to deliver medicine? And we did have it. I see you shaking. We, we had we had a lot of stuff in '97 that we lost because of the strike. Okay. I had a I had a pickup at um, a medical facility, you know, nationwide medical facility. That man, every day I walked in there and I walked out with four bags. Okay. Thousand pieces and. That was great for production. Lost that. Never got that back after wow, this break. Okay. But that's just a, so. But I'm but just saying just, because we're delivering things like these vaccines and 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 the flu vaccines and you know all this stuff. I really don't. See, I feel like if there was ever a time that we get the fucking crony Hoffa and and all of his people out and we get new people in there, I think that Sean O'Brien has them up we have the company up against the ropes now and with a, with a fighter like sean o'brien if he does what everything he says that he's gonna do i think we we have a good chance of getting things that we want without having to give up much if and if not anything hey dean well, were you we dean have, i don't think we have to give up anything right that's what i'm saying I don't see why Hector Listen, for Dean. wait, wait, but Jamie, there is going to be a, uh, hold on a second, Clint, Ken wants to join in, hold on. Why, Yay, why great do we always have to give something up? We don't have to give up anything, the kid stuff. We're not going to have to give anything up, but that's what they want to want. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Would. The company never gives you anything. Right, but that's what they want. They always... Whenever you want something, somebody's gonna want you to give them something. But why do we gotta give? We don't. We shouldn't have to give up anything. You're absolutely right. You know. You know what? Well, what we gotta give up? We don't gotta give up anything. What they gotta do is get us to come back to work. What we gotta give up? You don't gotta give up anything. Feedback. Whoa, whoa. Who was that? <laughs> Not me. Somebody's got feedback going on. Jamie. Here. Not yeah, me. I just muted her, him. But uh, Craig, Was Craig, my 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 favorite uh, guy is on uh, Zoom right now. We finally have some tel some intelligence you know? in the Zoom. Room. Well, Craig that's Kerwood. that's that's a face for a fucking camera. Not a, this is this you know that's a face for camera right fella. there. That's a handsome fella. Uh, let's get him in here. Let's uh, let's uh, welcome Greg Kerwood to our show. Greg Kerwood runs the local eight oh, the local eight oh four. I'm sorry, the Teamsters four hundred one k resource page does a great job. <laughs> on how to uh, allocate your funds, how to uh, situate your funds properly so you can actually make get the best bang for your buck. How you doing, Greg? Welcome to the show. Wonderful. How we doing? <laughs> we're doing great. We were just talking about the 97 Fantastic, strike. Fantastic, Greg. A little bit. I know. I couldn't resist it. 
Yeah, right. I know you were in in uh, the '97 strike, weren't you? No, I was not. He oh, was not. You. What do you think? He, he got was, like 50 he was years. Not. I'm young, okay. like Hector. Yeah. <laughs> you look, yeah. I was 14. <laughs> I wasn't 14. <laughs> I was the youngest, though. I was only nine. Who and cares? Just to, just to be clear, Jamie or whoever else is saying that. Uh, I got a text from our president, Perone. He's saying, we're not giving up anything. Haven't you heard him say enough is enough? There is no cost neutrality. Right. Thank you, Mr. Perone. So <laughs> the only thing that they're going to get out of us is maybe they'll get us to get back to work because that's the only way, if they don't give us what we want, that we're going to start coming they're back. They're not going to give us the 22-4 language. I can tell you that right now. Well, they're, well, we'll be on the street till they do. So they better figure it out. <laughs> Because things are going to get a little hairy over here on, in this neck of the woods and other parts of the woods. Now, Not right, Greg. For everybody smarter than me, for everybody smarter than me, how... That's everyone. How could the... <laughs> except Hector um, and Tony. Actually, I'm going to just talk to the two guys that aren't in my local that are definitely smarter than everybody in my local that's on this show. Oh, my God. Um, what an ass kisser he is. Oh what, can, what can the government technically do to force us to get back to work they, they, they can there are there are laws in place yeah. that they can they can say no you can't you legal you have to go back to work yeah but now what that's, is that that's as what far they as were, the contract that's no but that's what they were trying to pressure bill clinton into doing that's in right. 1997 so that's right he chose to mediate instead but he could have yeah. easily forced forced people back to work yeah. Well, because Biden has has stood on the platform that he's for unions, I'd like to think that he would not force our hand, but definitely mediate the same way. But Clinton, there's right? there's different industries with the same job that we do. You have FedEx ground, you have FedEx, you have Amazon out there now, you have DHL. So why would you think that the government will butt in and say, okay? We need those packages delivered, so we're going to force you guys to go back into... They have other industries that mm -hmm. would do that. Because I think we take a, a good percentage yeah. of the stuff that they, comes... They can't the handle it, Hector. There's no way that the, the post office is already over capacity. Amazon can't even handle all of Amazon's packages. FedEx doesn't have the capacity. DHL is still only doing international, so there's no... We have still have 50% of the market. There's no way you can dump all those packages onto everybody else and get the stuff done there's not a chance i like it well well that's your that's go ahead most recent number i can find is says that ups this is from before the pandemic ups does about six percent of the u.s gdp so there's no way yeah that's you know that's a lot everything that's the gdp that's everything everything we produce in this country Six percent of everything. Everything. There's no way. There's no way. They can uh, see, and we have numerous, numerous Amazon buildings in my area because we have large volume. Well, you guys have you guys have a large population there also. Well, we yeah. have a lot of buildings opening yeah. up here also. I go there every day, and there's just a lot of ups trailers there's a lot of postal service trailers there's a lot of whatever trailers i'm not going to name other company names there's not a lot of that other company that they did the right thing and said you know buy amazon we're not going to take your service anymore but there's a lot of trailers in there it's not just ups trailers in there 
And the reason why they're all in there is because they're shipping like crazy. There's nowhere for that volume to get absorbed to if all of a sudden we stopped. It, it would it would be pretty bad. I don't think we're going to go on strike. I think it's going to be a long protracted fight. I don't want to see us go on strike. It it it, it hurts. It, it it sucks. You know, I almost lost my house at that time because of that. But we made it through it, and the '97 contract was one of the best contracts we ever had. So, and we but, also have to think about it too. While a strike might benefit us as Teamsters to get what we want, it's going to hurt us as consumers because at the end of the day, we're still consumers. And if our company or the Teamsters aren't moving the products through the country, we're not going to get the essentials that we need. So forget about your toilet paper and wiping your ass. You're not going to be able to get anything. Which you don't do. I do. I have, I'm getting a bidet. I've decided I'm going to get a bidet. Get our, a bidet. Our, 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 our brother, us Puerto Rican don't know what the fuck a bidet is. Okay. I thought it was no, a water you guys, fountain. You guys, it was a water fountain. Hey, I use this. You probably drank from it. You I guys use, just shoot a hole. I use this and ass. put it on my ass. You know. There you what go. was what was the movie Demolition Man? Was it uh the yeah. three seashells or something? Yeah, that's that was Demolition Man. But let me so ask Dean. What is the since, third seashell for? Dean, yeah. since you're the only one on this panel that uh been in the strike, so how do they pay? Because people ask me, you know, because now that we went into this, that the the strike, <laughs> what? Hector doesn't pay attention to his own. Tony was there. Tony was there, and they gave they gave. I remember waiting a on a Time out, time out. That's not the question. See, shut the he fuck up, both 12, of y'all. Now, now I'm gonna tell you, shot both of y'all. Shut the fuck up. Let me do my question. The question that I have, because everybody's asking me, when do they pay for the? If you're in strike, do they pay you weekly or monthly? We got paid one check, and that check happened. The, 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 strike started, the strike started on a Monday. I think we got a check on the second Saturday after the strike started. So right. right right before, which was the second Saturday was two days before uh, the, the, the company capitulated and gave in. So it was right before that happened. Right. So yeah. now with this new thing when they had at the convention that now the... If you Starts strike, you one. get it the, the, the same day. You don't have to wait eight days to get it the same day. So with the fund being that high of the million dollars or whatever, as Hoffa was saying, I don't even know exactly how many. 200, uh, $250 million was the last right, $250 With that said, that they give, what are they going to give full-time helper? I mean, full-time drivers every day, uh, the pay every day for the strike. Is it one hundred and fifty dollars? Is it is it fifty dollars? Is it fifty five dollars? Like you said, I I want to I want to say the number I heard was like half of our hourly rate or something. There's a there's a percentage in there, Dean. I, yeah, something like that. I, I don't think know it's in the, math on in the Constitution. Yeah. So we don't we don't know exactly because a lot of people asking because you know a lot of I, members. I think it's weekly, Hector, based on other strikes that we've had. And even at $250 million in the account with 200,000 UPS employees, that's only $1,250 per member. So it's not and like that's depleting the whole account. That would deplete the whole account. Yes. Really? So basically a few weeks and we're done. 
I mean, you know, we're not done, but uh, the the money would run out, and you, that's why everybody's telling well, everybody. Everybody to has money. to prepare. It's still, right, we're, not, right. we're not off the hook from preparing, getting ourselves ready. I mean, that's up to us. That is twenty dollars. Twenty dollars a week. That's it. Put the money and, away. And we all get to vote on this strike, right? That yeah, is correct. Last time we authorized yeah. this strike last time. We did. Okay. We, right. That's, a, that's right? good. That's good, uh, Greg, because we did authorize the strike, and we why did. didn't we strike then? Because they used the freaking two-thirds rule. That is correct. And and hid behind that. So yeah. now that the two-third rule is not in effect, and we have that new is into by law <laughs> now. Now we have new leadership. Now it's just now. Oh the, yeah, we we authorize a strike. We're going on strike. There will one be no person question. votes to strike and nobody else votes. We're going on strike. We're going on strike. We have to authorize a strike just to just right. to. Cool of negotiation, you have to authorize a strike yeah. ahead of time so that the company takes you seriously. I mean, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you remember Tony in '97, um, Ron Kerry never let us see the proposal from the company. He refused to mail it out. Yeah. Everybody, the company wanted the company wanted it mailed out and voted on, and Ron Kerry said that's not even worthy of my members seeing it. <laughs> when we went on strike, it wasn't we didn't go on strike August first which was the end of the contract, you know, July 31st, midnight. Right. We went on strike like two weeks later, you know, he kept negotiating with the company. They just, they just didn't think he was going to do anything. So he did. Right. You know, so. Totally one, of the biggest, one of the biggest things I remember was uh, when Bill Clinton did try and step in. Uh, I remember I, some, whether it was in the papers, I can't remember exactly, but they were saying, uh, you know, uh, Ron Carey, you know, Bill Clinton's asking Ron Carey to come back to the table to, to negotiate. And he told them, listen, you're speaking to the wrong guy. I already know what I need for my members. You get them to come to the table to agree with it. That's when this will be over. You know what I mean? And that was one of the biggest things I remember about it. And that's why everybody followed the man to, to his death, you know, because it, he, he just stood up for, for working class America. That's, that's what he okay. did. So when the strike happened, the... They, the country, the company capitulated on the third Monday of the strike, and the company had their internal numbers were saying that over 50% of the workforce was going to cross the picket line on that Monday morning, because that was going to be the first time we came to a Monday after not having gotten a paycheck the previous week, because we all got our, the first week of the strike, we still got a paycheck, then we had the second week of the strike, no paycheck. Now we're coming back from Monday, everybody's supposed to be at home crying in their beer, Oh, woe is me, I don't have a job. We all showed up Monday morning and less than 2% of people across the country crossed the picket line. That's why the company capitulated yep. because they, they were holding out for that third Monday. They wanted to see how many people were going to cross the picket line and very few people crossed the picket line. There was a few, but very few. Are we few allowed to physically assault people who cross the picket line? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. No. Yeah, I remember. But if nobody sees it, listen. If your big head was coming through that picket line, move aside. <laughs> That's funny because if your big stomach was coming through the picket line, everybody would have to move aside. No fat shaming. Come on, come on. He can make fun of the size of my cranium, but I can't make fun of the size. He's, a, he's of that, all right. He that can... planet he calls his stomach. Head shaming. And listen, fat shaming are two different he, he could talk about my stomach. I got food in my house. What's the fucking wrong with him? I got food in my house. Too, no, you don't. I have a stomach. But I could see yours now. Jesus Christ. Oh, that, that, that's the power. Listen, the day I can't see my dick, that's the day I go on a diet. <laughs> All right. So, 
Our brother, Roberto Carlos Sanchez, who retired and went down to Florida, says he saw a PVD guy on a four-wheeler with a hitch. So what the hell, man? They're really going hard with this PVD shit, huh? They're going to let they them ride bicycles with, with a little card on the back and, and pro like the paper boy. That's the bigger issue. I know Hector and I disagree because I know he, he thinks the company loves 22 fours. I don't, I don't think they completely do, but there's no question that PVDs are where they want to be at. Yeah. That's, that's, the, they don't, 22 yeah, they don't is what it is, but PVD is what they want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'm, the reason I know that the, the company loves 22 fours because it's better for them. They don't have to give them the eight hour request load, the nine five. They could do whatever the fuck. They could use them inside, outside. They could use them. They're the combo but drivers. Hector, think, but so, think about how so, much money they're saving by not putting so, another vehicle as I was on saying, the road. As I was saying, when Carl <laughs> really came to fucking erupt it, you got to excuse him. He's never him. done that. So I didn't, you know, whatever. The the company loves 22 Ford. I don't care what anyone says. They love those guys. They love to see those guys suffer. While the regular driver is getting a request low, 9.5, is on the 9.5. If they don't have that, the eight, the 24, they don't have the coffee. They don't have any of that shit. Are so they the, guaranteed eight? Are they guaranteed? Yes, yes they are. Okay, yeah. so then the, why wouldn't they love, why wouldn't the company love PVDs more than 22 fours? No. If a 22 Craig, four is Craig guaranteed is right. eight hours. They, they will love they rather have PVDs out there yeah. than, than anybody in their, in their commercial trucks. Because whatever happens with the PVD's cars, or they get into an accident or whatever, they don't. They write that shit off. Greg, I got you the soundbite where Hector said you're right. So I want you to go through the show. I want you to cut that part, and whenever you're feeling sad, you play it back for yourself. See, the problem is with Carl that I control him. See, I tell him to shut the fuck up. He just he's. But I can hit the space bar and still talk. Yeah, I can still do it. Yep, you can do it all the time. Get me. <laughs> you can't get it. Yeah, yep. You've been doing all that. Yep. Uh, okay. Back. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. This is what so, it's come to. Yeah. Still here. So, uh, <laughs> so a lot, a lot of people are receiving their ballots again today. I'm getting so, a lot of. Well, I, I wanted to top off with the with the endorsement of Ron Carey's uh, daughter that has nothing to do with the Teamsters. Never worked in Teamsters. And never, uh, it never. What do you think about that, Dean and Greg? That they went and got the 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 daughter of Ron Carey to endorse them, not even endorse the whole slate. She just endorsed that she thought that uh, Danny Montalvo and Murphy was two great guys, and that's why she's gonna endorse them because she carries the the Ron Carey's name. Uh, Does not anybody now. care? Huh? Does anybody care? I mean, you guys are saying they're going after the new guys, and the new guys know who Ron Carey is. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. It was a pretty sad attempt on their behalf to try to get extra votes, but I think it, I don't think it helped them. At not only that, they never when they were running with Strong, uh, Montabo and Murphy, they never mentioned the name Ron Carey because they knew that Tim Sylvester was a heavy Ron Carey guy, and if they were to promote Ron Carey, then then Tim Sylvester would have got more votes. So they never mentioned Ron Carey. Now that they're not running against Tim Sylvester, now all of a sudden Ron Carey is this is it's in their eyes the best. Uh, you know, these are the guys that wanted to take the name 
off of Ron Carey up in up in the hall. They wanted to take that name down, the home of Ron Carey. And now they, you know, they have their daughter, uh, whatever. It's just so crazy in the local elections. Well, Greg. You guys are going to win by a lot. The only question is how much. Hey, uh, hey Greg, uh, you had uh, a big meeting over there with, on local uh, 25. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, what was yeah, that? There was just That was our monthly meeting. It was your monthly uh, that's meeting? What I, yeah. That's what I wanted to ask Greg about was your first general membership meeting where, Sean, we got to watch great. a little bit of the video. How did that meeting go? It was great. We had people. It was it a was, uh, huge turnout. We had people coming from all over the country who showed up. Other people that, that were part of the campaign came by. It was, it was awesome. It was a good day. We had a little, little party afterwards down the street. So wait, you guys good. were able to welcome members from outside your local into your local meeting? Sure. Okay. Yep. You, can, okay. you can bring in guests, invite a guest, sure. Yep. Oh, because I saw a video uh, in Local 804 where a dues-paying oh, member couldn't get into it. Couldn't get into a meeting. Well, that so was that was why. the that was that's another thing I want to talk about because that was the the strong slate that didn't let Tim go into a union meeting even though he paid his union dues. Well, before and that, I know not, I brought it there, but before we get there, I just want to ask Greg, what was the energy like in the room, knowing that your local president is now the general president of the Teamsters? What what did that feel like? Well, we were outside. So there was no energy in the room. All but right. What was the <laughs> what was the energy in the atmosphere, Greg? God damn it! <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. There was no. I mean, the the, the local local news channels were there. The uh, the. I mean, I think Sean said so much as "Good morning," and it was just about a five minute ovation. I mean, it's 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 been you know you guys know, but but for us, this has been going on for what, three years now since we had the announcement, he and Fred announced right in front of Local 25. So for a lot of us, you know, this has been a long, long, long road to see it finally come to fruition and in such a one-sided fashion was was pretty cool. Now, do you do you know Sean personally? Like, yeah, Sean, you... was, Sean was my BA when I started. Okay, sorry, Tony, don't make faces at me. I'm finding out all this information that I didn't maybe remember. Do you want to know his no. sign? Or right, where was he born? No, I didn't mean to offend you in my faces. Yeah. Why, would not, that, why would he not know the so, president of his local? I mean, we've all had great conversations with I don't know the so, I don't know the size of his local. I don't know if, you know, if you're able to get you mean that to say one on one side. You, you wanted no, to no, know. No, no. Hey, anyway. wait, 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 wait. No, it's not that Greg knows Sean. Sean knows Greg. Okay. Okay. Greg uh, runs the 401k page. Okay. Let's, let's keep it real. I'm not sure he knows that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, would you say, I don't think he's letting it get to his head. Like, he knows he knows what he has in front of him. He knows he's got a bigger task than running. He's not the local that dialed. No, no, yeah, nobody. There's no question about that. This okay. isn't, he this is isn't not, the, this is the beginning, not the end. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, okay. Sean, I think everybody knows that. Sean, it, it didn't get to his head. He was on the count. He was on the floor, on the count, like normal, yep. me and you. And he just, the, the position is not getting to his head. It didn't yep. get to his head when I was there. I mean, he was just, just one of us, he another member. He doesn't work that way. I don't want to speak for, for him, but he doesn't work that way. Well, he's, well, he speaks he's, for he's, himself. He's right? relentless. He doesn't. Because like Hector says, while we were at the count, I mean, he'd walk around, his kids showed up, 
He's yep. hanging out with his sons. You know, he's he's not gloating. He he knows he's up in numbers. He's not gloating. He's walking no. around. He's very humble, speaking to everybody, taking pictures. Who whoever wants to take a picture with him, yep. um, you know, he hung out with us a little bit. Me and Hector got to speak to him a little bit after one of the nights, and we hung out with him for a little while. I mean, the guys, you you would like Hector says you wouldn't even know that he had ran for presidency. Yeah, but you know what at. In the very beginning, when he first finds out he wins, it's like, all right, yeah, I see the numbers. Okay, I won. But then you go home, you're in your house, you're back in your regular environment. You look at that mirror and you look at yourself and say, I'm not sure he goes home. Holy I, I don't, shit, I don't, I don't think president. he ever stops. <laughs> but I'm saying that I don't he think had he to went have home that for, one for days. Aha moment. And if he does you know, go home, the car, he goes home man, for the way minutes. you think, bro. <laughs> You got no, some, you got some fantasy it, like, going in in that head, bro. But just think about it. You're <laughs> a big head right now. If you make it to to low, as Greg said, he was at one time his BA. Shut up, Tony. At one time he was his BA. Hector, think of yourself right now as a BA, and then look at maybe 10, 15 years down the road where you become the president of all the Teamsters. Like it's got to be. He'll be eighty-five years old by exactly. Then. And, and and another thing is that you, you gotta you gotta see how Sean O'Brien is. Sean O'Brien is is the type of guy that it, it doesn't it doesn't the, the the position doesn't make him like Hoffer in them. When 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 I'm gonna say it, Tony. When when Ken Hall walked into our to to the count and he went to our side to see say hi to people, Tony got up and says, "Mr. Hall." How you doing? <laughs> no, that's not what happened, but okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hector, he went into the room with Hector, is what he and did. And what did I say? And Hector did you, said, was get you that there? motherfucker a t-shirt. I was there. I said, get this motherfucker an <laughs> eye shirt. And, he and I turned, was on the other side of that room. And he turned around and says, I'm neutral. <laughs> and I said, motherfucker, that's where that's where strong, you know, Montabo and them got the got neutral from. from, from the half guys, that they were neutral. But anyway, so basically, Hector scared him out of the room and into my direction because I was coming to and the room. And that's when you said, and he stood Mr. Hall. Me and I was like, Mr. Hall, like he just surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> but he did look like he was a little flustered from being in but that room. Sean O'Brien is, is the the title is not getting to him. I don't, you know, it takes a while before it's reality. I still don't believe that we got the half of people out of there. That's the first thing. I'm still in shock. That we are moving forward in this union for once and for all, because you know every time I was in, you know the f the first time I was in that county, it was like wow we were winning and then all of a sudden we lost it. This time around we went all the way, we won it, and we're gonna have a change of of new leadership, which is the great thing for this uh, union teamsters, and hopefully Sean, I, I know he's gonna do a good job. Uh, just, you know, if he doesn't, you know what happens in five years, we get to vote him out, but I don't think that's so, going to happen. That's, that's my question is, you know, we, we all saw the blowout in the, what was it? Uh, South, Southeast central was just Everywhere. huge. The, the winning percentage. The Western we, was a little more of a thinner margin, yeah. but it was still a we win. Knew, we knew the West was going to be tight. Question. How how was the atmosphere in the room when the West was being counted? Because it it ended up being 56, 56, 44. Yes, it was it was it was they their their change of attitude was a little bit different. It was a little bit different. The one I was focusing on was John Murphy, because he was the one in the last count that was fucking 
happy as shit and like like he was so happy around the whole floor. This time around, I watched him and he was sad as a puppy. He was Not really that, sad. He came to one of the tables, Hector, to dispute three votes. Okay, I was at the table because I at this point I had gotten the job for the disputing of the of the ballots, and I'm sitting at the table with with the people that Murphy had there, and there were three. Three ballots. All of them had the top ripped off. So you couldn't see the slate on each, on either one of them. So you didn't know if the person had a slate vote on there. But he came over and he tried to say, well, he's fighting like tooth and nail for these three votes. And he's basically saying, well, Every I, think you, I think you could see the intent of this member's vote by just looking. And the, and the lady would just told him straight out, listen, if there's any part of this parchment that's ripped that doesn't allow us to see something, we have to eliminate. It has to be voided. There is nothing they could do about it. And he tried and tried. In the end, she's like, listen, I can't discuss this back and forth with you. This is what we're going to do. What, Sorry, these three are gone. Listen, when the West came out on uh, Dean, when the West came out, we knew we were going to lose a lot of, of locals in the West. But let me tell you something. Um, Doherty, her, her local came back, came out strong. Huge. It was huge. down to her and Cersei, right? At the same like, time. like, like Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump, huge. Huge. He was huge. It was huge. But anyway, so the West Coast. I mean, the South was was sealed. The was sealed the whole thing. In the South, because the last time the South didn't come through, and that's when Canada came through with their votes and said yeah. they squashed it there. But this time, because of South and Central came through, we were, we were sealed there. We were sealed yeah. right there. Canada was a non-factor. At it that wasn't point. a non-factor this time around, but last right. time around, it was a factor because right, of, right, right. you know, it was it was crazy. But uh, I didn't even care about after the South and the Central. I was I didn't even care about when Canada came out. Canada came out after the West. And then when I saw the numbers coming from the West, and you saw the numbers because you was taking down a lot of numbers, we were losing a lot of locals in the West, especially that 186 local, which is Garcia, Abel Garcia, uh, 395, 396, which is Herrera's uh, local. Um, but when 399 came out, oh, tch, she 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 killed it. Yes, yes. Locals had a higher turnout. What what was interesting too is you know even though the the temperature of the room changed a bit, um, we were still winning. We were still getting either two for one or three for one, um, depending on the local. So like if 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 it, it was like Oz was losing certain locals that were obviously their candidates' locals. But we were still getting a lot of Oz votes out of the local, even though we were losing it, right? So you were saying to yourself, oh, man, you, you know, every vote at that point, it counted. So even though we were still losing some of these locals, we weren't, we were lo we weren't losing them as bad as we thought we were going to be losing them, which was interesting, right, Heck? That even that local that you were counting, you counted Herrera's local. Every time you had, what, about three or four or five Herrera votes, an Oz vote would pop up, right? So... It was like, it was still, you know, if it, if it was five to one, three to one, depending, or even two to one, you know, some some of the locals were pretty close to split. And you were like, holy crap, like they're splitting this local right now? So it was interesting. It was very interesting. The West was definitely an interesting day to watch. Yeah, that was very, very interesting. The oh. East Coast was also interesting. It was certain locals that didn't cooperate with the Oz, which was that 177 across the river. 
that they was uh they I we there's a lot of votes for I mean I don't know what was the votes uh that came out of 177 but a whole lot came out for Oz. That's which, Jersey, yeah. right? I'm sorry. Yeah, that was yeah. the Jersey local. Yeah, yeah. I think they got a bunch of Jersey, yeah. Staten Island. Well, that's yeah. why because the executive board. One seventy seven was was eighteen eight nineteen hundred for uh, Oz, three hundred for Verma. Wow. That was very and interesting. The turnout's low, right? They're, that was they had a low. Turnout. No, they were yeah. they were at nineteen percent turnout. Yeah. So anything yeah. anything higher than the average. Uh, yeah, uh, they have a lot of members over there. But uh, again, they had put out a, a, a paper and they were trying to get people in their locals to bullet vote. And, you know, apparently some people didn't get the memo because they weren't bullet voting the right way. You would see people trying to bullet vote and then pick a slate. So I, I was talking uh, uh, to some members and I was saying it's something that we really got to consider as far as education on people learning how to vote. Because one thing I noticed about being at the ballot count was there's a lot of people that don't understand the concept and i think you gotta have like a, a sit down with a bunch of people have like a mock ballot and maybe like literally on show them how it works just so they can get an idea because i guess some of the the, the reading isn't as as clear as we would think it is because i'm telling you I, for, for the first time being at a ballot count i couldn't believe how many votes were were either discarded because people wrote stupid things and left a note or something weird like that, or just didn't know what they were doing because they would vote. I mean, one got me real angry because he voted for the whole Dawes slate, but individually, but then voted for the Verma slate itself. It, it, it was just a lot of waste of votes. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, it was a lot of waste of votes. I mean, people well, wrote some nasty stuff. I mean, yeah. it was the so, same thing as last time. Go ahead. But yeah. looking, at the, looking at the numbers on the joint councils, uh, not counting Canada, which only had one of their joint councils, only one joint council went to Oz in Canada, and not counting the BLET, BMWED, and the GCCs, there was only one joint council in all the Teamster locals in the United States that went to the Verma Herrera slate. Wow. Guess? Anyone? What, what joint council that was? Uh, had to be in the West. It was in the West, yeah. West. Uh, which one? Rome Alois. Rome Alois is lo local? No. Joint Council 3. Joint Council 3. The one you guys tried to call, remember? When yeah. The yeah. person supposedly was checking out Steve I Irma? left the message, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. so, the guy that you used to do the show with, what local he was from? Herrera's 396. 396, okay, because that local came yeah. out strong for Herrera. It was it was 75, 25. So. That, that's what I meant. But like, we, we figured that lost, out. We figured that that was going to happen. You know, Hector was on the tally for that one. And when I saw his paper, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was I, a, he, had a, he had to go and I took over his tally for a little bit. And then he came back and kept doing it. And I was surprised to see how many Oz, uh, uh, numbers he actually had there. Even though they were winning, it was still when I, you know, like you said, 25%. So I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So now yeah, I, I got to go ahead, Craig. Well, what I want to know is that as what all of those delegates who went to the convention are thinking right now, because the convention was pretty much 50, 50 mm -hmm. as far as the delegates go. So there's a whole lot of delegates that are representing know. a whole lot of members. That don't 1991, agree with that 1991, Ron Kerry. Yep. It was uh, more lopsided than that. Ron yep. Kerry got about 10% of the delegates to vote for him. And 49% of the membership voted for him right. in the election. That's so. exactly my point. So there's a whole lot of leadership out there that's either going to 
change their tune really quickly. Yeah. Well, they all they all live in an challenge. echo chamber. They all live in an echo chamber. They only talk to themselves. They don't talk to the members. They don't pay attention to the members. They don't give a crap about the members. They live in an echo chamber where they all talk to themselves and they all figure, oh man, we know what we're talking about. Get out there and talk to the members. And quit listening to the yes men. Get out there and talk to the members. And I think that's what the Oz candidates did extensively. And that's why they got so many votes. But it, hey, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that Sean O'Brien said um, when we was when we were speaking. He was like, I don't, I don't know if you remember Hector. He said to us, "I'm not going to be that guy like Hoffa who sits up at the Marble Palace and doesn't do anything." He says he's going to be out. He's going to be visiting, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the, the locals. And I suggest any locals that's out there not doing what they should be doing, better watch your asses because he's not going to sit on his ass at the Marble Palace. Like he said, he's going to be coming. And if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> and he's not just going to talk to you. He's going to talk to your members. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Now, Greg, Greg, what did uh, what did Sean O'Brien tell you about the future of, of your local now that he is the... Uh, he's got to move to uh, Washington. President. Yeah, he's good. He he uh, obviously they're not going in till March, uh, whatever, March 22nd or whatever right. it is. So I, I believe uh, our secretary treasurer is going to move up and uh, vice president's going to move up. Now, uh, I have a question. Um, how does Sean O'Brien run unopposed in your local as far as um, he's been president? unopposed? Yep. Okay. Sean, Sean doesn't have to step down, though, as principal officer. He I don't can. think he has to, but I think I think I think he established and Fred they all established that they feel that you can't do both jobs. Right. I, I don't think anybody thinks you can do both those jobs effectively at the same time. Now, Ken Hall, does. <laughs> Ken Hall cured the opioid epidemic, Dean. I mean, you know, he's <laughs> now, he's a different breed of person. Now, what do you guys <laughs> think about um, you know somebody who just won a seat on the international? As far as their local goes, do you think that if you just want to seat on the international, do you think it would be smart to run against them in a local election? Are you referring to any local in particular? Not at all. <laughs> not at all. East, no, east of the Mississippi? No. Just, just north, north of this DC? This is just hypothetical questions about hypothetical situations. <laughs> Purely not, hypothetical, Greg. Not, not, nothing to do with anything <laughs> over the number 800 <laughs> and less than five, 805. <laughs> nothing to do with any of that. I'm just curious because you guys have been around for a while, but, you know, your, your local president just won the international presidency. So if he were able to maintain both jobs, do you think that Let's say he doesn't run unopposed, usually. Do you think it would be smart to now run against the international president for a local seat? Well, you might get 182 votes out of it. No, they're going to get 121. 121, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice number. Um, <laughs> I think he's just going to appoint somebody, and I believe that that person he appoints is going to do an outstanding job because he's not going to pick no, you know, no He's going to pick Greg Kerwood. No, he's not going to pick but, him. But, but speaking of that, you know, I, I I highly doubt this is going to happen. But if if that election was to go the wrong way and the person that just got voted in as a trustee, he would still remain the trustee on the executive board at, at right. the international. Correct. We've got we've got members on the executive boards at the international that are rank and file members right now. We got a we got a gentleman who's a sleeper driver 
out of Chicago. Yep. And he's he's a VP in the central region, you know? And, uh, you know, yeah. And, you know, Kimberly down in the south. And, yeah. and you know, uh, John Palmer, well, John Palmer's not, he's working for, for Fred's local now. But, you know, none of them were used by Hoffa to do the job. So yeah. that doesn't negate, you don't have to be a principal officer or an officer in, in, the gen, in the executive board to be on the international board. Right. So... Okay. Thanks for clarifying that. That's interesting, actually. So let's. Uh, we have like 15 minutes left. Uh, I want to talk about our local 804 elections here because. Uh, you guys Carl, have an election? Carl, yes. <laughs> Carl, Carl Mariel is is looking like they they uh, they fly a black and white. Greg, thank you for for tuning into our show on the Zoom. I'm sure this is where you're about to check out. Never. <laughs> Never. I'm, I'm devoted. He lives for hearing about our local little Yeah, he be he's he's a he's a wise ass too. <laughs> he says hey, next time the- he said the last time he said next time when y'all talk about 804 elections. <laughs> <laughs> but I the reason I want to I want to talk about it is because you know we got these clowns. Uh, I mean uh, the management first uh, running and they have nothing to run on but negativity. Now, they said one of the guys that are running with them uh, or wants to be on the board because he's been trying for the past, and, you know, he's from your your place, Forster. Uh, he said that after the ballots come out, they're going to start with the with the truth, the truth of what is going on in Local 804. Now, so they were supposed to do that before. No, they said when the ballots get dropped, so obvious you're going to see a lot, of, uh, a lot of spear, <laughs> a lot of bullshit going on after this week. Uh, the truth's finally coming out. The shit is probably is finally gonna come out. Damn it! <laughs> well, they have did have this platform. They could come out and talk to the membership on on the what the heck show here on Union Power Radio. Uh, I only work the keyboard. I don't have to be here. But what? What Tony? Look at Carl. He's upside down. Because he's a he's a moron. Now my hair. <laughs> you know what, what do you what do you expect? That's you're, you're right. the moron does stupid shit like that. You know you're he's not moron. serious. He's not serious about anything. <laughs> he's not even serious about his mustache. I was here for pre-production. Was Tony? Yeah. No. Yeah. So <laughs> if, uh, if any of your opposition wants to call in, I'll give up my seat on the Hollywood Squares here. Exactly. <laughs> you no, know, but they don't. You don't have to give up your seat because they can be hey, here. Hey, hey, Brady Bunch, come on. The Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch. There All you right. go. We need. We need three more to be the Brady Bunch. We got three more people in here. So anyway, uh, with the. <laughs> How they're messing with the filters. Listen, that isn't any better than your English. It looks like Slu- listen, hey, listen. Chris Lua, the, uh, I'm the guardian angel. angel. I'm fucking. I'm running for mayor Curtis, right now. Curtis. Curtis Lua. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just got a little bit big. <laughs> <laughs> he lost the election, actor. Oh, he did? But oh, I don't take anything seriously. He looks like a Spanish Frenchman, but I don't take things seriously, right? Thanks. <laughs> wow. How's that? Is that better? Courage. Is that better for you? You look less intimidating. Courage. I'll say that. All right, so listen, let's 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 cut the bullshit. You were king of the forest. Yeah, let's cut the bullshit right now. <laughs> oh, so we're the king of the forest. <laughs> So, so Tony, you said the ten, the ten, the ten, uh, <laughs> right? The ten, the ten. Uh, well, I don't even know what to call it anymore. The ten uh, points of uh, the Green Hornets here. There are ten steps to getting a to making a stronger union. I believe were what they said. I, which I, were all... I, I don't know. I don't even know what else to talk about. I just guys vote. Listen, 
show the company that we 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 in numbers and we just vote. I don't care who you vote for at this point, because I just want to see that <laughs> members of 804 vote and the company sees that we are active and ready to vote. That's all I really want, man. I mean, if you're gonna vote for someone that's gonna protect you and 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 uh, enforce the contract, then EMS is the one to want, want to go. If you want to, if you want people to bullshit you and tell you they're gonna sell you a dream, then go with the other people. I, I really just vote, man. Yeah, just just put, vote, please. And, and just, Dave Carew, our brother, says that uh, Carl, that mask doesn't fit your head. Um, so Dave Carew said that. <laughs> Dave Carew said that. You gotta make sure that if you don't receive the ballot Dave, by I'm December first, you, you have to call immediately. Pirate Jamie, because we only have a certain amount of time. This is turning into the Village People Show. Man. So if you don't receive your ballot by Wednesday, <laughs> make sure that you call. And the number is on Facebook. The number, if you need the number, I'll give you the number. It's one eight seven seven. Four five five nine three six seven. Once again, eight seven seven four five five nine three six seven. If you don't receive your ballot by Wednesday, or if you just need another ballot, make sure that you call. Do not wait until the last minute. Do not wait till December twentieth and then call. Come on, you got to call immediately. Yeah, I, I filled out my ballot today because I wasn't home, so I, I got it today. I, I licked the envelope. You know, the glue didn't stay on. It didn't keep the envelope closed. So oh, I gotta uh, you're talking about the the blue, the greenish looking envelope, right? I had the same issue. Yeah. Like, like, it, is that your, your saliva is no good. That's why you yeah. don't have the right saliva. Yeah. Well, we because know why I, you have I, good I licked saliva, it actually. and I sticked it in the we envelope. Know why we know why you have good saliva. You definitely have to lick it before you stick it. I mean, in the on the envelope, you have to that's, lick it. Wow, that didn't come out right at all. That's what she Jesus said. Jesus Christ, I can't. I believe I'm turning. Yeah, right, Chuck, so, Chucky, also, I think I'm doing the same thing. Enough? I think I'm going to tape it. Also, so, what a problem that that I guess that some people have been having is they don't read or they're not paying attention. And the IBT election, everybody was going for. The right, the right, the right side. Wait a second, is that is that Scott Shannon from Pirate Radio? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even notice that. You didn't notice you, you were wearing a pirate hat. You didn't notice you were wearing a pirate hat and an eye patch. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what Jamie's so eloquently trying to say is that since we were voting oh, for, for the right side for the international, a lot of the members were confused and thought we were on the right side again for the local election. We're not. Listen, it's so easy. EMS is on the left side. It's so easy. It says... Just fucking read. It's EMS, and then it says members uh, uh, management members first on the right-hand side. It says, right. it says partial slate, full slate. The full slate the is the Hector is that some people they think that they don't realize the difference between the international and the local. When they get this ballot, the new ballot now, they're just opening it up and they're just going directly to the right side. Well, that's silly. Without thinking, I mean, it's silly. You think it's silly, but sometimes it happens. So. You gotta read. Hey, hey, I'm just telling but, you what, what's happening. But let me ask you, since since uh, members first has a partial slate and it seems like they have one spot open, if somebody wanted to vote for all of them, but then like throw Scott the or throw, you know what, throw you in there and give you single votes. Now you got to work with them. 
just as like for they, fun. First, they got to get into office. One, if they get voted as a slate to get into office, and that one spot is available, whoever has the most votes in in on in EMS, the, right from uh, the BA business agents, right. That's the person that has to go with them. Everybody's wishing that if that ever happened, that I go with them. They're gonna have a horrible. They're gonna have a horrible three years with me in that fucking hall with them. But that uh, would be like a little cherry on top. Yeah, but we'll let you go in the local. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get enough votes to even get into the hall. Player to be named later. Huh? (laughs) What you say, Craig? I said they're going to trade you for a player to be named later. <laughs> yeah, they probably fucking poisoned me and put poison in <laughs> well, the fucking coffee and fucking kill, kill me, yeah. They'll kill me before they, they replace, they do anything. Well, anyway, uh, we have 10 more minutes left to the show, so uh, anything else you want to talk about is besides this this election, the local election, that we need to vote. All Everyone that's uh, in Local 804... The ballots are in your mailbox. They would they started getting in there on Friday and sat yesterday. Uh, if you haven't gone to your mailbox, please go to your mailbox and find that envelope. You're gonna see an envelope with a window and a blue, a light blue uh, uh, envelope inside. That's the local 804 uh, ballot. There's three parts to it. You you know it's so easy. It takes about four seconds to vote, and it takes about two seconds to put in the mailbox. So. Uh, one thing I would I would say, and I would challenge all the members of our local, uh, for for those that are you know our strongest union activists, our strongest union members, and all stewards, you know if you can take out a little time out every day, come into work a little early, seven forty five, stand out in front of the gate, you know make sure that you're uh, educating the members on what's happened over the past, let them know that there's a lot of lies going on about, they're putting out these flyers that are full of basically you know BS things that are already being done by our local. Explain to them the difference. You know, take your time, come into work a little early, you know, let them know about the ballot being on the left side, checking off the right box. Just, you know, just go out there and try to do it. We got a couple of weeks. It's, it's not as long as the international election. Um, I believe, what, we have a three-week window, Hector? What is it, four yeah, weeks? Yeah, the count, the count on December 21st, and the last ballot to be being received at the post office will be at 9 o'clock that morning. So if you if your ballot is there at the post office at nine o'clock in the morning when they doing the, the actual taking the ballots out of the uh, post office, then your ballot will count. But if you wait to the last minute, you know how the post office work. You know, come on, Jamie. You know you and work for the post. It has to be there. It has to be there by the fifteenth. Exactly. Right? It has to be there by the twenty first. Twenty first. By the twenty first. Right. The twenty first okay. is the count. There's 15 guys on the website, 14 guys on the ballot. I didn't cross-reference, but who didn't make it on the ballot? Um, some Acosta. Uh, Somebody named Acosta. Right? No, no, no. It wasn't Acosta. It was uh, a Roy. No. I don't know. I, for, I don't even know. Huh? Was uh, You talking about their slate? Yeah, their yeah. slate. Yeah. I, John I Arroyo, know. right? John Arroyo. Let me see the paper again. Let me see the paper. I, I had again. the name. He didn't qualify. He didn't. He didn't pay his union dues. So uh, you know, at the at the nomination, he nominated. You know, he accepted the nomination. But right after the nomination, they questioned our guys. They questioned the the, the qualification of three guys, which was Cerulli, um, Damone, Damone, and Oliver. And Oliver and the Hoffer said they were good and qualified to go. They were good to go. Uh, the next, and then we questioned. What is that? 
Uh, they question. We questioned the guy, uh, John Arroyo, and it came back that he John didn't. John Arroyo, yeah. Yeah, he didn't pay his dues in August, so he didn't qualify. So by the time they already printed the ballots, you know, they 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 took his name off it. Now, now I there was a problem. That. Now there was a problem with with the partial slate. They they called up and rave and said, oh. Why are you going to put the partial slate on there? You know, you guys going to... Because we were full slate, and you have to let the members know that you're running on a partial slate. You have to let the members know. The election supervisor advised us that this should be put on the ballot. So they were, they were, they were pretty pissed at, oh, now, you know, you're going to have the members thinking that we're partial, blah, blah, blah. You are partial. What the fuck? You want to lie to the members and say you're a full slate? Come on, get the fuck out of here. But anyway... Now, did, does anybody remember, did uh, John Arroyo nominate anybody at nominations? Because if he's not eligible uh, to run, he's not able to nominate anybody either. No, no he, I don't believe he, 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 did, do he did not nominate anyone. Okay. So, I mean, listen, the point is that we need to get our members out there hitting the gates. We need to talk to everybody, work really hard on the part-timers, let them know that there's change coming. It's going to take a few years to get it. But let them know that it's coming. In 2023, we're going to try to make, you know, uh, Sean O'Brien said he's not leaving anybody behind. He's going to try to do his best to make sure that the part-timers get proper wages, proper livable wages. You know, that's one of the things he, he said he was going to do. I asked him about it at our local when he came down and I said, what are you going to do for the part-timers with the salaries? And he said, well, they're already making the case for us, right? They're already paying for the holiday season certain locals they're already paying them uh you know five or six dollars above their their minimum wage right. just for the holiday or in rural areas where it's hard to get the part-timers where they're paying them 25 27 dollars an hour so if you can do it there you and can still do it making everywhere. record profits i might that, add that is correct greg <laughs> that is correct so you know he said that and, and like he said they're already making the argument for them there's no reason why they can't up the money for the part-timers uh, work on the part-timers, let them know that all of these things are going to come, but they have to vote so that we can achieve those things. And obviously, 22 fours, there are, there are new, there are new blood, there are new lifeline. You know, we got to talk to those guys. We got to let them know what it's about, what their position is, why it was created and how it hasn't been working and how we would like them all to be regular drivers. They deserve to be drivers just like everybody else. That's something that's also being spoken about. So we got to push that. And now because Vinny is as, as a trustee that works, He's a trustee. He's already on the executive board. He's already up there with the international. Why would you want a president that's not? You know what I mean? We got the backing of our president from the international, and now he'll be our president. Not to confuse the members, that Vinny doesn't have a vote in the in the in the election in the, in, at the table. executive board. In the executive board, exactly. He's a trustee, so I mean, he's got some say, and he has a. Uh, Sean, well, he's going to have some say. Oh yeah, because eight oh four is here. And, and, Sean, and Sean is not. And Sean is not going to neglect this local. He's not going to neglect any local. I think. absolutely not. Uh, and you know, Vinny's probably probably going to be on the negotiations uh, committee with the. Well, you don't know contract. that. You got to wait till Sean O'Brien makes that decision. Well, right. I'm curious if we can get if we can get Vinny on the show sometime soon. I'm I'm curious to know what his. Well, he was going to come on today, but he's with his family, so you got to give him that respect. He does get to spend just, time with just family. Just because yeah. we don't have any any kind of social life or anything, and we're here. No, no, I do. I just I right. just manipulate it for you, and I get no appreciation oh, for that it. That hurts. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
But anyway. Hey, um, hey, Dean Dawes, why you don't have a better background? We don't want to see no windows or no glass. We're looking at Tony. This is coming from the guy who sounded like he was phoning it in from Venezuela. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Dean, I got to ask you a question because you've been uh, UPS. Uh, you've been in the company for a while. With this Sean O'Brien saying that he's going to eliminate the 22-4 language, do you think he has the capability of doing it with this company liking that language? Yes and no. Um, I think extremely modify it is at the worst case scenario. Um, I don't see that. I think, I think you know, because I work in a different department. I work in feeder. We're seven days a week. We have ways to handle working Tuesday through Saturday and Sunday through Thursday already. It goes by seniority. That's a So, and um, I think there's a extremely modified the, the 22-4 language. I think there needs to be financial penalties on there for the company not following what the language, the intent of it is to be. You know, if they if they end up doing their whole day driving a package car, delivering packages, then I say put them all at top package rate for that for the whole week, period. And that would keep them because they're not supposed to use them all day delivering, but that's what they do. You know, I think that to me, that's the big issue. Is it is it in order to make this language work in some kind of compromise, you have to make the 22 fours have a minimum amount of time inside. And that yes. takes away their appeal to the company. Yeah. So once once they have to work them four hours a day inside, now they're they don't serve any purpose to the company, and the company doesn't love that language anymore. So why are well, they going to cling to them? Yeah, and they like them because they're paying them less per hour to do right. the same job. We right. Need they're to not take doing the away. same job. Where's the benefit? Yeah. Now they're paying an inside person more money. Yeah. And it works the opposite way. Yeah. So if you restrict the twenty-two fours to half and half. Now you're taking away the appeal for the company, and I don't think they hold on to that language at all. Right. It, 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 it was the very bad language, and it's been so very Greg, So, Greg, you think that it, uh, Sean O'Brien is going to have a hard time to get that language taken out of the contract? I think everything's going to be a hard time, and it's going to come down to whether we're willing to go on the street or not. I, I don't agree that we're not going to strike. I mean, simply because the arrogance of this company knows no bounds and i think dean saw that in 97 and i think it's only gotten worse they believe that they can do whatever they want to do that they will just throw us whatever contract they want to throw us and we'll just take it because that's what they've been doing for the last 23 years and i don't see them getting over that attitude without us going on the street I, I right but we gotta humble sean, these bitches sean sean o'brien when he was giving out his speeches and uh for when he was uh running and uh, campaigning, he said, you know, someone asked him, are you going to get those 22-4 taken out? And he goes, not only that we're going to, we are going to take that 24, uh, 22-4 language uh, out of the contract. I, 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 I agree. I, I think I, that, you know, I think the company's going to give them a hard time for taking that language out. I mean, I really think that it's not just like a flip of a, you know, dime that he could take that language out. Well, nothing is. Nothing else. Getting rid of subcontracting, banning PVDs, uh, increasing part-time weight, none of it's going to be the flip of the switch. It's a question of whether we're all going to stand together and, and draw the line and, and show this company who, who runs the show. And walk the line. I don't think the language is going to be gone. I think, I think Toy said it. 
there's going to be some restrictions. You have to work the 22 floors in and out. And like like you said, that's going to that's what's going to get rid of the language. It's going to still be there, but they're not going to use them no more because they don't want them to work inside making all this money just to load a truck. Right. They work inside, they're losing money. Well, I yeah. think that's why I disagree because I think the argument's going to be well, made. Well, it's back. not up to you to no, disagree. No, no. Well, yes, it is it up to me up to, to disagree. You. It's absolutely <laughs> up to me to disagree because at the end of the day, the 22-4 language was sold in a certain way, right? And it was never used for that. So there's no restrictions. There's nothing you can do to it. You already fucked it up as far as we're concerned. Well, so you got to remember What you do is make them drivers. That's it. That's what they've been doing. That's what they should be. And that's, that's what you got to remember. That's they what got I, that clause in there. They got that clause in there that says... They don't have to use them in and out. They put, Hopper put that clause in there for that specific purpose. So that overrides everything. No matter what restrictions you have at the local level, it doesn't mean anything. He said the international language prevails. So if you put that, you take that clause out and you make sure that they can work in and out, that's it. They're not going to use them no more. I could guarantee you that. Got They're it. not going to do it. Well, that's it for the show. Thank you for uh, coming on the we show. You got Dean Dean. with a smirk on his face. He want to say something. Uh, <laughs> just laughing at Carl. I don't know what the hell he's Anybody else? Face. Anybody Ooh, else? Baby shark over there? Baby shark. Baby shark. Baby shark. That's the last straw right there. Thank you, Victor. Mommy shark. Can we permanently mute him? Is that a possibility? Oh, my gosh. He's wow. kicking me Are out. Done? Are you done? Are you done? I am now, yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We'll be on the next two weeks again here. Probably Carl won't be here. Uh, I'll be here. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. But anyway, uh, thank you, Dean. Thank you, Greg, uh, for coming into this conversation with the election and uh, Sean O'Brien and the international. I still can't believe that Sean O'Brien is now our president of... Uh, the Teamsters. Uh, I'm I'm happy. I don't. I'm happy. I, I don't know what I'm at, but I, I still don't believe that we finally took that fucking Hoffa and Hall out of this uh, international. Thank you for listening to the What the Heck Show. Remember, you're in local 804. The ballots are out. The ballots are out. Please, Go. everybody, vote no matter what. And yeah, don't don't, don't let it sit there. You don't have the time like you had in the last election. Get your vote. Make sure you fill it out and send it out right away. As always, stay united, solidarity. We're here to put the you, you back, in, back union. in union. All right, so Carl, what do you have to say? Anything? No, thank you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys vote. And how about you, Jamie? Vote. Vote like your life depends on it. And because it does. does. And who are you voting <laughs> for? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. EMS, EMS, EMS. That's what I'm voting for because that's the way I'm in. And you see behind me is EMS. Experience does matter. Vote, vote like the picture with, with Danny Montalvo says. Experience first. That's right. Experience, He's going to take it and run matters. with it. He takes it and run with it. Thank you, everyone, for joining the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We'll be back next in two more weeks here on Mixler, on FaceTime, on yeah, Facebook, Facebook. Zoom. Zoom, whatever. You can't have, make an excuse not to listen or not to see. The beautiful faces here on Local Aid on Union Power Radio. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Peace out. Have a good weekend.
Union Power Radio every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.